I'm Katie. And I'm Tabby. Thanks for joining us. We are Embracing Menopause with the Women's Collective. Today we will be discussing energy levels in menopause. Let's start with discussing why we are talking about energy levels in menopause. Well, it's one of the biggest complaints or topics that comes up with menopause, right? People feel suddenly tired or menopausal people suddenly are feeling like they can't do as much as they used to be able to do. Right. And still feeling that pressure of doing everything that they've always been able to do, but noticing, oh, I, I feel foggy or something's going on where I just feel low or my energy isn't, isn't where it used to be, wherever that's coming from. Right. There is this whole idea of my energy isn't where it used to be and that's not okay. Right. That's, that's the biggest thing we hear. Not saying that that's true, that it's, not okay, but that's how we feel, that we're supposed to be able to do all the things and have this high level of functioning and energy. Right, like we're supposed to push through some wall when we feel it, instead of maybe giving in to that experience or that feeling. Right. So since we hear from a lot of individuals that as they're approaching menopause, going through menopause, or post-menopause that they just don't feel like they have the same amount of energy. It makes them feel like they don't feel like themselves. Does that, does that make sense? Does I think sense so. Sense make sense? Yeah. Um, well, and it's true. It does. It, it makes us feel like, oh, something's wrong. Something has, you know, messed up or we aren't like ourselves. We are like something has changed when really you know, we're just in transition. Nothing's really changed. We've we've just started to feel the imbalance of our hormones. Okay, so can you s- speak a little bit to what actually is happening during this transition to cause energy loss? Sure. Um, you know, we've talked a little bit about hormone imbalance in our first podcast, It goes a little bit more beyond just the idea of, oh, it's an imbalance. We have less estradiol. We we can't keep up with ourselves. It's more like what what is happening from that imbalance? We um, are maybe having night sweats and that interrupts our sleeping pattern or maybe we're having to get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom, you know, which is something we're not used to. Maybe we've had mood swings or feeling a little low. And all of those things are stressful on our body. When our body is stressed out, even when we're not going through menopause, but especially when it's already in, in an influx, it takes more of our energy reserves, right? Like we can only have so much in a day. You don't get to just keep stuffing your face with food so that you get nutrients. So to build up more energy. Instead, what's happening is your brain is needing to help the stressors in the body that are coming from this 
transition that we're going through. And so they're taking more of those energy reserves and demanding more of the nutrition or, or a balanced nutrition um, in our body. So in a, in a short, a little more succinct and short note, it's that we're going through a little bit. It's kind of stressful. Our brain is demanding more of our energy. And so we have to find good ways to replace that energy. Okay. So a lot of it is that being going through menopause requires more. Or a shift. Maybe for some people, okay. they've been healthy their whole lives or they've always focused on making sure they have you know, adequate amounts of nutrition or movement or whatever it is for that person. But then they got into menopause and they're doing the same things and they're still feeling all of this. Right. We have to just shift and figure out what now works for our body as it's changing. And then after menopause, what works for our body now that it has fully gone through a bit of a change. Okay. So when we are feeling those energy low times, that's really just a sign that our body might need something different than what we're offering it. Right. Okay. And it could come from so many different sources, you know? Right. I mean, one of the biggest things is, is that there's so much resistance to not having energy. So even just to get to the point of being able to ask yourself, well, maybe I just need to shift something is such a big step because what we hear the most of is menopausal individuals are feeling really exhausted and they're tired and they feel like that's not okay. So there's already this resistance around feeling that low energy level. Absolutely. And anytime there's resistance around feeling something, we're not going to be as prone to really investigating what we could need around it. Right. We might give in in a way that is not necessarily balancing or supportive of what's going through it, but it might appease some of the cravings we have or, or make us feel a little better, pump up our serotonin levels, you know, do some things that the brain is like, oh yeah, thanks. That feels good. Right. But then it creates this like circular pattern that just continues to feed the negative kind of reaction to those cravings. Right. And like, if we don't explore them, then we end up just continuing on this circle. Right. Which could potentially lead to more depletion of the, that energy. Right. So because the biggest things we hear or the two, one of the two of the biggest things that we hear are you just power through it. Right. You, right. You're tired, you're low energy, but you still have to do all of these things. So you just kind of deal with feeling that way and or you decide to start having coffee in the afternoon or energy drinks. Right. Right. Um, and to give yourself that feeling of like, OK, now I feel more like myself or more like my old self. And I feel like I can get all these things done. And I think you hit it right on the head. It's that. Okay, good. Now I feel like I used to. Mm -hmm. And if we can just realize that, oh, maybe I'm not meant to feel necessarily like I used to. That's not my best self. Yeah. 
And that's a really hard one. Yeah. That menopause is also aligned with getting older and this big transition and change is happening and it makes us feel a little out of control, makes us feel like we're giving up our power, that we can't still do everything that we used to do. Even Yeah, even though if we can find, like look in, inward a little bit more and feel where we are really imbalanced or where we really do want more support, we might bring back that quality of life. And while it won't be the same as before necessarily, it might be just as good. Yeah. So from my specific experience, I noticed, and this probably started happening about two years ago regularly. I've always been like a napper or somebody that was good with napping. My dad was like that. This is in my family. Used to sleep until two o'clock in the afternoon before I had to go at a bartending shift sort of (laughs) situation. So I've always gotten a lot of rest. But um, once my work shifted. I needed to be more present during the day. Uh, In my early 30s, it was fine. But in the last few years, in my late 30s, I recognized that I would either come home from shifts or at about four o'clock, like you were saying, my energy dropped out. And so I typically would have space after my work or, um, if I wasn't working that particular day, just in in the heat of the moment, I would take a nap. And that's possible for me because I, I don't really have children to look after, didn't have a ton of responsibility outside of just conserving my own energy response. So I realized that not everyone has that experience or has that ability to just go and take a nap and and know that they just need a little bit of rest. Because they do feel like, oh, I need to push through. I need to keep going because I have all of these responsibilities. I have a life that depends on me. I have, you know, whatever they they have. I have a job that needs me to work 16 hours of a day. Um, right. Everyone's so different. I wonder what are some good ways to bring on more relaxation and that restoration for somebody during a busy day? Yeah, you know, because I'm not a big napper. I would like to be, but I it takes me so long to actually fall asleep that by the time that I do, I just need to get up and get going again. And I know some people really don't feel like they have the space to nap. And also, we still have this big culture around doing. So the act of taking a rest in the middle of the day feels really counterproductive. Right. So there might be something else that they are more prone to do, you know. I know everyone has their own approach to rest and how they relax. I think that one big piece is to look at how are you taking space? Like, are you actually giving yourself an opportunity to take space because relaxing is very important and doing something? Yeah. Is your relaxation time filled with something else? Are you reading or watching TV or looking at social media, which is all fine, right? No judgment about any of those activities. But is that activity actually restful and helping to refill your energy reservoir? Right. Yeah. So what is an actual act of rest versus 
what's just shutting down for a little while. Yeah. I, I'm, I've actually brought this up in other conversations talking about getting rest and giving ourselves relaxation. So it's nice that you point that out because it doesn't mean you're right. It doesn't mean taking a nap or completely tuning everything out. It can be like doing pottery or painting a little bit, something. It can also be like just meditating or, or breathing for a little bit, something where you're checking in with yourself and giving yourself space to either be creative, maybe be social, maybe for you relaxing is going and having a glass of wine or a cup of tea with a friend. I think that it's really important to start to have some curiosity around your own energy level in terms of starting to notice what depletes your energy and what refills that energy reservoir. So maybe there's interactions with other people that make you feel drained and exhausted. Maybe there's certain activities that make you feel drained and exhausted. And it doesn't have to make a lot of logical sense, but if there's something that is exhausting you emotionally, not necessarily physically, right. then that's really important to look at because our emotional health is going to tie into our energy reserves. And as we go through this menopausal transition, it's an opportunity to tune more into our bodies. That's what our bodies are asking us to do, right? Yeah. We're grounding. We're going inward. We are slowing down. And part of the slowdown is just being curious about what we actually need. That some things that maybe you didn't notice were depleting you in the past. Some foods, drinking, exercise, activities, interactions, like even certain relationships you have sure. with friends or coworkers. Maybe in the past, those depleted you minimal, minimally, or they depleted you not at all, or you didn't notice. Right. Sure. Because you had this giant reservoir of energy to just power through. And now because of menopause is asking us to slow down a little bit. We need to start really listening and be more respectful and curious to what our body is asking us to do. We really get told, you know, oh, well, you still have to do these things if you want to be productive, if you want to be successful, you have to just power through. And I do really feel like in the menopausal transition and during menopause, postmenopause, you can really have a lot of energy and you can be really productive and successful in this time period. But we need to listen to what our body needs. Yeah. And we have to start respecting that. You know, I, I've realized as in menopause that there were certain friendships of how we maybe it was what we did together or the conversations we had or just the energy of our relationship. I would leave spending time with certain people and I would just feel exhausted, right? like absolutely done for the day, couldn't do anything else. And from a really logical place, I couldn't figure it out. Nothing negative happened. It's not like we didn't get along, but there was something that was depleting me. Maybe I was giving too much of myself. Maybe they were taking too much of me. Maybe it was 
the subject matter. Maybe it was what we actually did. Sure. But what I had to trust was this interaction, whatever it is, is depleting me. There's something to be said about listening. What is your body trying to communicate with you? How can you respect that and listen to your body? And on a personal level, I feel like as soon as I started listening and respecting my energy levels, it didn't have to make sense. I didn't have to explain it to anyone. But as soon as I started giving in, my energy became more stable. Sure. Yeah. I didn't feel so blindsided by it's four o'clock in the afternoon and I'm saying, okay, let's just go ahead and have dinner and go to bed. <laughs> you know, um, I feel like as when I became more in tune with what is causing me to feel drained, I became better equipped to feel more stable. It all makes total sense. And while you were talking, it also brought up the idea and the fact that like, as, as our energy levels are changing and we are tuning in to figure out what's going on, you know, maybe in our younger years, we would stay up until two o'clock in the morning and we, that would be our social hour. And we would, you know, push through any sort of feelings of like, Oh, I can't do it anymore. And we would just, you know, barrel through and in the next day, we'd be able to shift and bring it all back in and it would be perfectly fine. And you might be a little tired, but you just push through and everything's fine. Yeah. And these days I, I definitely can not do that on a sustainable level, maybe once every once in a while, but it's way more depleting just on a social aspect. Like I recognized that going out and staying out that late and dancing until Two o'clock in the morning is a lot of fun, but it is not supportive of me for the next three or four days. Oh, it's yeah. Definitely <laughs> something I recognize for a minute yeah. <laughs> or for a duration of time um, and not something that I really indulge in as much anymore. And I'm kind of happy for that. Like it's it makes when I do get to a lot of fun and kind of like an experience and exciting. And then when I'm not, I've feel more connected to my body and like I have a little bit more energy and I can focus on the other things that are important to me now. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things that we're really saying is that a slowing down of our energy levels, there's a way to support that reserve of our energy. There's a way to build it in a really sustainable way in a really supportive way to our body. Yeah. And then there's also a way to respect it and to give in. And I think that's really important is to understand, which I, I want to hear what you have to say about what are some signs of your body telling you, you have to give in right now and you need to not just push and have that energy drink. You need to, like, or power through, right? Because that's what we're taught, like, just power right. through, just push through it. Um, so you can just continue to have the same amount of output that you had in the past when your energy levels felt a little more stable. Right. So what are some, what are some signs in that your physical body is telling you this isn't, this isn't working? Right. I, I think the first major thing 
that anyone should recognize is if day in, day out, you are constantly drained throughout the day, then there is something that needs to be to be shifted because nobody should be completely tired from the time that they wake up foggy, you know, not able to push forward all the way throughout the rest of the day. And some people do feel that way, especially going into menopause. And and it can be for several different reasons. I think um, many women talk about their mood shifts or depression. And of course, if you're feeling that low and your adrenal system is really fighting to keep up and help you sustain a full day of you feeling just completely limited, that definitely shows a severe imbalance of something going on. And maybe it's nutrition. Maybe it's like we're saying, it's it's how you're relaxing or how you're getting quality rest. Maybe it's just that you're in a flux and you haven't stopped to think. And so you've just been pushing through. Um, but the, I would say that's probably my first, like, if you're feeling completely depleted all day long, let's find a way to slow down and really be a little more introverted and ask yourself, what do I want? What is important for me to continue with a quality of life that is respectful of how you want to feel now during this transition? And then also after the fact, you know, we have a long amount of time on this earth after we're done with this menopause transition. Yeah. So we're building up a way of life that's going to still give us quality and happiness. Yeah. I think also that that's, if you're feeling that way day in and day out, to know that there is a change in energy level that happens with menopause, but also there's a lot of different things that you can do in order to help yourself feel better. Right. Right. Menopause doesn't mean feeling totally knocked out all day, every day. Right. So I think that if you're feeling that way, it's time to talk to your doctor, talk to a trusted practitioner and see what kind of supportive measures you can take. Right. I was taking vitamin D every day Mm -hmm. and I had my blood tested and my vitamin D levels were on the lower side of normal. And I started upping my vitamin D and vitamin K and that just an upping of those two things really started making a change in my energy levels. I do think that sometimes it does come down to nutrition and it does come down to just maybe you need a change. It doesn't always mean you need a huge overhaul of everything, but something about my body needed those things in order to feel like I had more energy throughout the day. And really I was just, I was depleted. Yeah. And it makes perfect sense because as we age, uh, men and women, but as we age and we are starting to go through menopause. So in our forties and fifties naturally, but those that have gone through surgical menopause, Um, our cholesterol levels start to shift. You know, Mm -hmm. our cholesterol is being processed and um, given to our body through our liver. And so if if 
we have uh, had a pretty busy, stressful, or exciting life lifestyle up until that time, our liver may be a little sluggish and need a little bit of extra support. Mm-hmm. But one of the biggest things that kind of shifting in our body at that time is that the bad cholesterol, the LDL in our body starts to kind of be produced on a higher level. And the good cholesterol, the HDL, that actually helps keep our arteries clear and helps our circulatory system keep our heart strong, which is just going to deliver more nutrients to the body, which restores and give us gives us our metabolic energy. That cholesterol, HDL cholesterol, gets a little bit lower. So as we age, it's really important that those fat-soluble vitamins like vitamin K and vitamin D, we look at those levels. Maybe going to a doctor would be the best or working with a practitioner that can get some lab tests, somebody that can help you see what those levels are and start to monitor them a little more regularly because you are digesting them in a different way than you would have before. And they're maybe not getting delivered to all of our cells like they were when we were younger. Um, And making sure that we're supporting this new shift in cholesterol by giving ourselves less LDL foods. So less grain, like less white processed foods, less fried foods, mm-hmm. um, less sugar, which includes things like energy drinks or sweetened coffee drinks, um, and giving ourselves more whole vegetables and whole grains like barley or quinoa or brown rice, like really supporting more of that fiber-rich whole foods sort of diets or the Mediterranean yeah. diet or a plant-based diet. Sure. I think that's all really important like as somebody who went through surgical menopause I really noticed that I mean it was such a brick wall of menopause for me I feel like it was a crash course I didn't really get that transitional time I really just got flung into it but one thing that I did notice were foods that I used to be able to eat I never really ate a lot of fried food in my life yeah but maybe had it once in a while without any negative side effects. And now even a small amount of fried food or a small amount of animal fat or more animal fat than I would normally eat can have a much greater impact on me. Sure. And it can slow down my digestion. It can make me feel just overall not as light and vibrant, which causes my energy to also have to slow down a little bit more. Sure. And one thing that I've noticed is giving my body less to do in terms of digestion and detoxification helps my energy levels. Not a super profound idea, but it's something that I have to pay attention to. And what what we've been talking about is just my body's different than it used to be. Yeah. And I have to respect the fact that I can't do those same things. Yeah. And it leads into this whole conversation of embracing this shift. That it's okay that we don't have the same amount of energy. It's okay that we can't process 
everything. It's okay that we can't spend our time in the same way we used to. That there's a level of balance that needs to be found in where can we support our energy in terms of the things that we put in our body and how we spend time. And then when can we give in to this is me. Yeah. My energy levels are naturally lower. I have to respect my energy reserves. And I can do just as many things as I used to. It's just a little different. But I've noticed that as I respect what my body needs and I've been curious and listened to it, my energy levels feel more balanced. But I think... Um listening to you over these last few years after you did go through surgical menopause and the things that you have changed or things you've started to experience about energy levels specifically and other things. Um, it, it helped me to identify as I started to go into perimenopause, like, Oh, Oh, I think I'm actually going into perimenopause because I started my journey you know, as a natural cycle when I was 39 and now coming into my 41st year of life, not there yet, but getting there, um, several things have changed and it, it may not have dawned on me had I not talked with you a little bit about it and seen what you were going through, that that's what was happening. Mm -hmm. And did I, same thing, I noticed like, oh, I can't have, you know, as a, a vegan for a very long time, I didn't typically eat some of the more processed vegan foods, but on occasion it was fun to enjoy them. Sure. And I've recognized in the last few years, if I overdo it, my my body kind of doesn't want to flush like it's supposed to. And, you know, clearly my my process is a little different and and I, I get that. And so, you know, I just yeah. indulge on occasion. Um, and when it feels right and not, you know, maybe constantly or when it needs to be easy. Yeah. Um, and it was really kind of listening to you and feeling out that idea of you know, the new experience that helped me to even identify or see that there were changes. So I couldn't imagine those people that are beginning to go through this stage of their life and they haven't talked about it or been introduced to any of the shifts and don't know what's going on. And yeah. so it would be hard to stop and start to question themselves in a very respectful way about their energy levels and just not push through and say, no, I'm fine. And, and I'm not going to have menopause until I'm 51. Right. Which just isn't really the reality. This is a transitional phase. We we work through it over a course of most likely a decade or years or, you know, those of us that are pushed into it uh, through surgical menopause over the course of like two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just really dive head first in sometimes. I'm very appreciative of the conversations that we've had because it really has helped me. Well, thank you. I'm appreciative of you, Tabby, <laughs> because you help me understand how things, but, you know, talking to you has helped me learn like, oh, I just can't eat that anymore <laughs> and expect to feel really good. Yeah. You know, that we just, 
it it is just it's okay to have you know a calibration it's okay to have that reset and to feel like you just have to start listening but in order to really feel good in menopause which i absolutely think is a possibility i think that having solid energy is absolutely a possibility yeah that if there's this severe lack of energy then that means that there needs to be some sort of investigation and intervention. Yeah. That even if it's just everything's fine, maybe it is just your activities. Maybe it's your energetic and emotional self that's starting to get a little more sensitive and you need to rein it in a little bit, right? Absolutely, sure. But if there's this, like, you can't do anything like you used to do, there's support. There's all kinds of things through supplements and nutrition you know I mean we do work with individuals who do hormones and I think that that is such a personal journey but we can there's so many different opportunities and ways to investigate what does our body need and this is less about uh uh-oh my energy level is low I need to fix that and this is more about okay my energy level is low I'm slowing down what do I actually need? Yeah. It's an investigation. Because we, as menopausal women, menopausal people, we are not problems to be fixed, right? Like, we are supposed to do this. Yeah. We're supposed to go through menopause. We're supposed to enter in the next plane of our lives having gone through this, which means there's sustainability in it. Absolutely. And, you know, as we've adapted as human beings, this menopausal shift has become a little different, right? You know, these days we do have an abundance of food. We can consistently give ourselves nutrients. Mm -hmm. So the things that we built as, um, you know, primal humans uh, before we had an abundance of foods constantly were things like Um, the stress response of storing fat in our body to use as energy reserves. So when we are starving, we have a way to build and use energy. Well, Mm -hmm. now we don't really have to rely on those fat storage or that, that energy storage through fat. Instead, we can adequately give ourselves small meals throughout the day that are fairly balanced and that is going to provide us with the nutrients and the energy uh, metabolic energy that we need to continue giving us energy throughout the day and that's going to help us continue doing the things that we love to create that quality of life that we have right and this is an you know evolution through time this is why being a menopausal woman these days is actually amazing. It's actually very beneficial to our community, to what's going on in the world, because we aren't depleted. We actually have plenty of established services throughout our body um, and that can help us with, you know, a fight or flight or stressful moments or starving, but we don't need those anymore. So now we get to look inward, balance what feels out of place and continue on with our quality of life, which is just supporting we as humans to continue to move up and on and teach or 
give or provide food or whatever it is that we feel like we want to do or lead or lead <laughs> absolutely with our experience yeah um but yeah we we have more even more capabilities than we've had in the past yeah modern women are amazing it's true and then we also have to honor just the natural process of what we're doing slowing down going inward and that the slowing down and the going inward is a really strong quality for leadership Absolutely. That we don't have to operate in this other way in order to find success and happiness for ourselves. That we don't have to be high output, high energy in order to be productive, in order to be successful. Right. I mean, how depleting does that even sound? Just you saying it makes me a little tired. (laughs) it, that's just, it doesn't seem or sound sustainable at all. So right. why wouldn't we slow down, take a look at what is most beneficial for us as individuals to then support right. everyone? Because that change that we can accomplish on the societal level happens with the individual. Yes. So someone feeling in their power as they are going through menopause is part of that is part of that societal change. Right. And it's part of rejecting the idea that I'm in menopause. I'm in surgical menopause at a younger age than I would have naturally gone through menopause. And my body feels more taxed, more easily tired, more easily depleted. And it is so easy for me to be to consider my body is my enemy and betraying me because all of these things that I need and want to do, I just can't do anymore because my body is telling me I have to slow down. But what if we actually found the power in what our body was trying to communicate? We learned the ways that it needed to be needs to be nourished. Right. Right. And then we give in to that slowing down. I think that there's so much power in that. There's so much opportunity to really lead and build from this solid foundation. And saying those words like power and build seems so much more like energy sustainable just on their own. Those words versus push through or, you know, deal with these things sound depleting. So what are you doing long term? Like, how can we long term support that energy reserve? Like, how can we build it in the menopausal time? Yeah. And some of my easy kind of general answers for this question um, without going too deep. And we've we've said it plenty already. But is finding your balanced diet doing something that's more whole foods? Also, respecting our natural circadian rhythm of every day. So our bodies are happy to process food throughout the day, but at some point we really need the space and time to rest and restore. And so if we can honor, even when we're depleted or we're tired, if we can try to honor every day, giving ourselves support with a good diet or with food in general, maybe it is sugar heavy, or maybe it is 
you know, extra processed foods, whatever it is, um, trying to sustain our energy by maybe completing our meals and giving ourselves time to digest, rest and restore by eight or nine o'clock at the very latest. And that's just supporting our natural circadian rhythm of the day. And then also thinking about um, moving consistently. So, and I don't mean like going and taking a hit class and doing the hardest exercise that you can do every day. I mean like taking a walk down the street for 20 minutes with a friend or gardening on occasion so that you're doing things or even like walking around the house and sweeping or doing dishes. Um, or maybe if you have children, you know, playing catch with them or a little something outside, something to constantly every day for at least 20 minutes, keep your lymphatic system pumped up and moving so that even if you haven't been able to nurture yourself in some balanced way throughout the day, you have regular systems put in place that support a balanced lifestyle. Yeah. I think that's a really beautiful way to look at it too, is that we have so much pressure on ourselves to get it right. Right. Make sure that you're getting the right foods. Is it all non-processed? Is it all organic? Yeah. Do you have enough greens? What does this food offer me? Right. We, we put so much value on the foods that we eat, but I love how you're talking about like, just simplify it a little bit. Give yourself some consistent food. Even if it is a processed meal, Give yourself a processed meal if that's all you can do. Yeah. But it's a meal. It's like helps you sustain throughout the day, giving yourself that space to digest and, you know, recover. Or I guess that's not the right word. Recover from a meal. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But still. Yeah, absolutely. Um, get that restorative energy kind of moving before you rest for like go to sleep. Right. Give yourself opportunities to move. It doesn't have to be the perfect, you know, you don't have to go and walk five miles. You don't have to go run. You don't have to, we're not asking you to get your heart rate up to a certain level. Nah. We're not doing anything really specific. We're just talking about consistency in nurturing yourself through food, eating consistently, Yeah. right? Giving yourself space to digest, giving yourself space and setting aside time to move. Yeah. To feel that movement. And it can be whatever you want. But we're really taught that it has to be right. Oh, yeah. this is the exercise program. This is the eating pattern. I'm supposed to fast. I'm supposed to only eat this many calories. But there is no way that we can come up with a succinct system for all people. And I haven't really seen a lot of information for menopausal people out wow. there and what we need. But I can... I mean, I can't really say it, but I can just speak from personal experience that fasting and calorie limitation is not the way to feeling good and energized in menopause. Talk about stress. Stress on the body. Yeah. That's, we are not made to starve. I mean, right, it can be helpful in a, in a space when you're wanting to get rid of toxins or what have you, but it's not necessary and it is very restrictive and it is very depleting of our energy restores and and just our metabolic energy in any way. Yeah. Very hard on our body. 
So if you're dealing with low energy, calorie limitation, overexertion, fasting, those things are probably not going to be your best way forward. Right. But consistency, right? Yeah. I mean, yes, balanced nutrition is a great way to offer that consistency in your body too. Sure. But consistency, listening to what your body needs in the moment. And what else? There was something else. (laughs) Movement. And movement. And movement. Yes. Yes. We really want to support those exit channels, man. We... We need to have a bowel movement at least once or twice a day. That is important to making sure our body continues moving. Yeah. And it keeps our blood nice and clear so that our heart continues to be strong. Because as we go through menopause, we have there are reasons why our heart is getting a little sluggish or having, you know, trouble or becoming weaker for lack of a better word. There are there are reasons for this and it is a part of that slowing down and us not paying attention to that fact. And so we just continue to hit hard on the stressors in our body. And that's, that's hard on the heart in several ways. Yeah. And I think emotionally too, you know, um, talking to you about this makes me think of uh, all of the stressed out people that are trying to do everything perfect. And so they just stop eating or they, you know, deplete themselves or they try to go with willpower when really energetically, if they could just tune in. And I think you can speak to this better than I can. But if they can just tune into themselves and feel out what's going on energetically, it will lead them to what they're wanting. Yeah, that's perfect. Because it's true. We can listen. That's the biggest tool that we can really use. Yeah. Is to listen to what our body is communicating instead of powering through, instead of forcing, instead of trying to make it something that it's not. What if we listen first? It's not that we just have to feel this way. But when we listen, we get to receive information that we weren't willing to hear before because we just saw it as this is bad. I don't have energy or I'm gaining weight or I don't feel like myself. I can't do the things I used to do. So I'm going to just look outside of myself for the answers. Yeah. We all need support, right? We're not saying, you know, just go ahead and self-diagnose or anything (laughs) like that, right? You know, talk to your practitioners. But listen, what is your body telling you? Is your body not liking that food that you used to eat a lot of? Right. And it could be something that's healthy. I mean, we just talked about this earlier where I was like, I cannot eat chickpeas and hummus. Uh And I kind of ignored it for a while because why would that be bad for me? I never had that before. Yeah. But then I started realizing, oh, every time, I mean, 30 minutes afterwards, I am not feeling good. Yeah. So I stopped eating it. Sure. But chickpeas are healthy, right? You know, they have, they offer a lot. They just weren't the right thing for me. Yeah. There are plenty of other proteins out there. You you don't need chickpeas to survive. There are plenty of other things, (laughs) plenty of other good potassium levels or or leveled foods that you can get that aren't right. Chickpeas, plenty of B vitamins. You can get it everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I had to listen, right? Yeah. 
Because on the surface, yeah, that wouldn't be the problem. That wouldn't be why you're discom- you're uncomfortable. Um, but listening, and the same thing, what I was talking about earlier with spending time with people who there's nothing wrong that they're doing or saying, but there's something about our interact interactions, our conversations that are causing me to feel depleted. Yeah. Afterwards, and I sometimes I can't even put my finger on it. I just have to say. I have to really watch myself with spending time with this person or the activities that we do. Sure. Because this is how I consistently feel. And that is such an important tool to be able to just reflect. And, you know, my analogy that I love is like you're offering yourself a seat at the table, right? Yeah. There's so much information out there. Do it this way. Power through. Do this exercise. Eat this food. Take this vitamin, take this herb. This is the cure. I have the system. And these voices are so loud. And it's not that they're wrong. No. They're just so loud. But invite yourself into the conversation. Yeah. Have everybody else quiet down and hear what you have to say. Listen. And then see how you can combine that information. See what resonates after that point. Absolutely. I I love that. What a what a great way to use your seat at the table. <laughs> kind of combine all of these different possibly restrictive practices yeah. to make yourself a very open and wanted practice or yeah. balanced practice. Yeah. yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, invite yourself into the conversation. I love that. Yeah. In consideration of menopause, and our lower energy levels. We can talk a lot about what we don't want. We don't want to feel tired. We don't want to feel sluggish. Have you started thinking about what quality of life do you actually want? With an understanding of if you have the first inclination is like, I want to have so much energy. Why? What do you want to do with that energy? What is it? What purpose is it serving you? Do a little self-investigation work and really, truly ask yourself, what quality of life do you want? How do you want to feel on a daily basis? What do you want to have the freedom to be able to do? And when we talk about low energy and menopause, the first thing we think is restriction. Right. Right. We can't do it all. So what if we started looking at like, well, what do I actually want to do instead of I need to force myself to do these things? We, we don't we don't ask ourselves the questions of why do I need more energy? Right. We we just say that energy not having energy is bad. Right. I need to fix it so I can continue to operate at this very high level. Why? Right. It doesn't mean that we don't want, we, I want you to feel really good and have energy. You know, I want to feel like I have energy. It feels better to not feel tired all the time. Absolutely. But understanding the quality of life that I want is such a beautiful tool. Yeah. And it takes stopping, asking yourself those questions to allow yourself to set up goals that will give you that balance and give you those, like we were saying, those daily 
um, requirements so that you don't feel depleted. And if you don't feel depleted, even if sometimes you're a little tired, which is perfectly fine, but if you don't feel depleted and you're able to have energy, then that quality of life that you have set up as your kind of goal for your rest for the rest of your life, whatever that is for you, that's more achievable and makes more sense day in and day out. Yeah. And I think it's it's going to be different or I don't even think I know it's going to be different for each person. Me as somebody who doesn't have a child, I want energy for a plethora of different reasons than a mother would. You know, clearly I'm I am living for myself, <laughs> but I'm also living to make sure that I can stay in tune with what I need and what I want. I want to be able to give to my husband. I want to be available and supportive to the family that I do have. I want to continue on this path of my health coaching and integrative nutrition and continue learning about what there is and what place I have in this world. It's important for me to set up enough of a balance so that I can achieve these things. I still have more to do. It is not about it's the end or I'm stopping. Yeah. It's about I am supporting this goal of what is next? How do I continue to produce for myself enough energy and give myself these this career that I'm wanting? Yeah, and we might have a lot of obligations in our lives but we also want to make sure what are the things that are really important to us to spend this energy on, right? Like it's not that like we think of any kind of depletion as a negative thing, but what if we could look at the beauty of the slowing down, right? The beauty of this is a more precious resource. So I get to yeah. use it, right? Yeah. When you recognize that something can be lost, then you start to appreciate it more. And that's sort of the what we're stepping into. Our energy is now even more valuable. We've yeah. slowed down. We have maybe fatigued a little or lost a little of what we had before. Mm -hmm. But that just means that that quality of life that we spend during those energetic times should be what we want it to be. It should be yeah. of abundance. Yeah. I mean, I want to spend as much time with my husband and my dog as I can. This <laughs> is the powerful time for me to do that. And so yeah. as well as, you know, create the career that I want. These are the important things. And it's harder it, or it was harder to really establish that in my younger years because it was just kind of like, yeah, I have all the energy. I can just keep going forever. And now that's not really the case. It's perfectly fine. I get to, you know, really bring it all in and be maybe more responsible with my energy and more value, like value it a little bit more. Yeah. I think that that's, I mean, that's the thing It's be, it is more valuable. Yeah. So instead of looking at it from a point of view of like, there's just not enough, you know? Right. It's kind of like, this is so silly. So I don't know if we want to do this, <laughs> but it's looking at it like our energy levels when we're young and this very masculine sense of production. And it's like, it's like stainless steel, like it's strong and shiny and it's everywhere. 
and we can use it for all different kinds of things. Right. And then our menopausal energy is like turning into diamonds. So it's really, <laughs> really more fabulous and more, you know, it's, you don't use diamonds for everything. That would be crazy. Right. Right. Yeah. So you use it, you preserve it, you decide there's so much more intention in how we use our energy. And that's the way we can approach it. Think about your energy reserves. It's, these are your diamonds. Like you're not going to just like give your diamonds away to anybody. No. So silly. <laughs> um, silly analogy. But it does feel like that. Like we look at it just from this one lens. No energy, bad. Can't do as much. Power through. It's okay. Drink the energy drink. Boost it up. You're going to feel bad. But that's okay because you got stuff done. But we don't need to operate that way. Yeah. Like if we start listening and asking ourselves, pulling up that chair to the table, inviting yourself to the table, what is it that you actually want? You get to start listening and then start utilizing the energy that you have as a value. It's your value. This yeah. it's a it's more precious. Yeah. Like a diamond. Like a diamond. Like a diamond. <laughs> Sorry, we can love cut it. that. No, I love so it. So silly. Um, uh, so we've definitely talked quite a bit this episode about having a balanced diet, but really haven't defined what that means um, in a nutrition kind of respect um, other than have whole foods, maybe follow a Mediterranean diet or, or a plant-based diet. Um, we do on our website have resources, have some great energy building snacks that you can have throughout the day. We have some good recipes that are easy to follow and don't take hours to make. Just simple things that show you what is a whole food, what is that like good carb, what are responsible choices. And then from there, you can grow on your own because the foods that we can have in our menopausal diets that are beneficial to our energy levels are exhaustive. I mean, we whole foods means a ton of food. Yeah. It's very small amounts of foods that we're really trying to limit. And that, that's the key word. It's about limiting them, limiting very fatty processed foods so that it doesn't deplete our energy, which means kind of limiting more of those baked goods or more sugary things, or maybe keeping out um, red meat or processed meats, um, specifically pork and lamb. Those are very fatty and really hard for us to get to. Also maybe having less eggs or shifting it to more egg whites so that you're supporting that cholesterol level that we sort of discussed earlier. So. Um, you can definitely go to our website and find those resources. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's it's less about, like, you know, if you eat, if every meal you eat is, like, filled with sugar and fat and processed food and you drink a bunch of sodas and coffee every day, then trying to do a complete overhaul is not going to make a lot of sense. Right. Like, you got to start with what's practical. Yeah. And I really love the recipes you come up with. Because every time I look at them, I'm like, oh, that's such a good idea. That sounds so easy and fun. And it makes you excited. I feel like sometimes when we think about eating healthy, we just think about eliminating. And then it's hard. It's not going to taste as good. 
But looking at food in a different way of being able to actually see that it is going to be fun and easy to make. It's going to be easily accessible to you. Like you can make a batch of it and then have it for a few days or a week. Um, And you can start small. Yeah. You don't have to just do a huge overhaul. Doing a huge overhaul typically, in my experience, doesn't work and is more rooted in I'm not doing it right. I better change. Right. Right. This is more about like, what are you craving? What are you needing? Maybe you do need more water. Maybe you do need more consistent meals and then you won't be gravitating to sugary processed snacks as much between meals. Sure. And also, um, just as you've said, maybe you've discovered after a big filling meal that even might be perfectly healthy. Maybe it's a huge salad and you've finished it and then you're exhausted after that tells me if I was to ask myself, what is going on? It just tells me, Ooh, I had maybe too much food. Maybe I need to split that portion up a few times throughout the day. And so sometimes it's not about changing everything you eat at all. It's just limiting how much you have at one time so that your new digestive process has time to get through those foods. Right. You don't always have to, you know, meet our max capacity for fullness every meal, which is probably a whole podcast episode we could do. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) We've definitely been taught, especially um, in, in America, I believe, and I'm sure in several places around the world, that breakfast, lunch, and dinner, this is how we eat. But it's not necessarily sustainable for everyone. So if you're having low energy, it really might be, oh, we small small meals, little snacks in between, looking at nutrient-dense foods and lowering those calories, not by counting them, but by knowing that the foods you are putting in your mouth are nutrient-dense. Yeah. Listening. Yeah, listening. We are the Women's Collective. Our goals are to engage, educate, and embrace menopause. We offer educational opportunities and resources. You can find us on LinkedIn and visit us on our website, womens-collective.com. Thanks so much for joining Katie and I today. Join us next time where we will explore finding balance in the intensity of menopause.